Well, welcome back. Welcome anew to the Further Faster podcast. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and I'll be your guide, your host, and maybe even your mentor on assisting you in doing exactly what the name implies, and that is to help you go further faster in becoming more wealthy. And around here, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And I'm going to make a promise to you today uh, that if you stick around through this whole thing, I promise you, you're not only going to learn something about yourself, but you're going to learn how to change something about yourself that has been and always will be, if you don't do anything about it, always be a hindrance in your life. Yes, today I'm talking about the dreaded SS. And no, I'm not talking about the Nazis from the, uh, ancient Germany time. I'm talking about self sabotage. That's right. We've all got it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start off by saying, I'm going to repeat this a little bit later, procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, imposter syndrome, fear of rejection. All of those things that I call are the thieves of our dreams are all just forms of self-sabotage. So if you've ever been interested if you've ever been curious about why you do what you do, and more specifically, how to start doing something different, grab a pad and paper, you know how we roll up in here, and I'll be right back with the Further Faster podcast. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I mentioned a few things and I want to let's just see, see how your experience, what your response is, your reaction to these things, to this question. How often and how much in the past has procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, imposter syndrome and fear of failure, fear of rejection hindered your life? Now, there's only two ways you can answer that. You can go, well, it has, and maybe it still does. Yeah, that's a part of who I am. Or you can go, it doesn't. I'm a badass, and that doesn't happen with me. Well, I'm here to tell you that if your answer is the latter, if your response is the latter, then you right now are suffering from self-sabotage. And as I said before, Self-sabotage is a defense mechanism. It is a protective mechanism. It's built into your DNA, both genetically programmed and what we call epigenetically, which I'm going to talk about here a little bit later. Well, I'll tell you about that right now, that the fears of our ancestors get handed down into the genetics, genetically into the offspring. So the things that our ancestors were afraid of, yeah, we're afraid of as well. Now, all of those things that I mentioned right now, that I, I just mentioned, they affect our lives in a negative way. And so here's a question. Have you ever said to yourself, I'm going to do something, and you didn't do it? Well, the answer is yes, all of us. You ever said something like, tomorrow I'm going to start my diet, or tomorrow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start my, writing my book, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, I'm going to do that. Whatever you said that you were going to do and you didn't do it, that's called procrastination. But what most people don't understand is when you take a look at what procrastination really is, it's all of those other things that I just said, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, imposter syndrome, and fear of, uh, fear of rejection. And all of those things, what happens is we have got a very, very logical brain. And that brain will always go like this. 
It's simple. It's our lizard brain, if you will, our primitive brain that says, this is painful and this is pleasure. Move away from the pain and move towards the pleasure. And so when anything painful comes up, a few things happen when it does. And by the way, let me back up for a second. And that is, I'm going to say this, this is going to be in three parts today. One is going to be the actual physical aspect of, of why we do what we do, why self-sabotage is there. The other is the psychological aspect of why we do what we do. And the third is the metaphysical side of it. Now, the metaphysical side of it might be the one that's a little harder to digest, but I'm going to back it up with facts as we go along. Now, having said that, back to what I was just talking about before, when our brain senses emotionally or even physical pain, it does one, it, well, first off, it always goes, what does this mean? Could it mean that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more pain, which could lead to death? And could it mean that this is going to be permanent? Could this mean it's going to be temporary? Could this mean, and it always will, will assess what it means. And that is always based on those two things I said before. That number one is our experience that we've had before about that particular thing or something similar, or epigenetically, it got handed down. We don't even know why it is. It's unconscious. We go, oh, that doesn't feel good. Either way, what happens is we make that assessment that this is pain or pleasure. If it's pain, then guess what? Our brain starts going, get out of pain, when? Right now, as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. It'll waste no time. And what it does, especially with emotional pain, like, for example, I'm going to keep using things like you got to go to the gym or you got to start eating healthy. You're going to start your diet tomorrow. OK, then what happens is you're hungry already. Let's use the diet, for example. You're hungry already when it's time to do it. Now, now, by the way, when you said you were going to do it, you meant it. Your jeans are fitting too tight or somebody made fun of you or you looked yourself in the mirror and you didn't feel good about it. And again, this is synonymous with everything, not just losing weight, but it's making money. It is it's being happy. It's relationships. It's everything. All the, all the time, every time, the same type of reaction, same type of response happens. So the brain goes, okay, I'm already hungry. That doesn't feel good. That's painful. So guess what the brain is going? Go get something to eat. That'll get rid of the pain. When? Now. But then the brain goes, well, wait, I said yesterday that I was going to go on a diet. And then the brain goes, well, wait a minute. You failed before. You said you were going to go on a diet before and it didn't work and you didn't do it. That's painful. Let's go eat cake. And then what happens is it makes it so much easier for you to go that way because the brain rationalizes. It says, and it'll do things. It'll fool you. It'll go, I will start tomorrow, or I'm just going to eat a little bit of cake right now, or this is a bunch of crap. It's not going to work for me. I'm big boned and I'm never going to get over this, whatever. That brain is constantly going, but guess what we're doing while we're feeling bad? We're moving towards the pleasure. We're looking for a way to get out of that, out of that pain. And the only way to do that is to eat that cake. <laughs> Again, I'm using cake as an example. What happens is what happens. You feel good in a moment, but then guess what happens? The pain comes back, doesn't it? Because pain never, it doesn't go away unless you do something about going away. And then it starts that whole cycle all over again. You feel bad, you feel bad, and you say, well, tomorrow I'm going to start my diet. But the cake is already in you. It's already doing itself, and you're beating yourself up about it. So having said that, the, science, the physical side, I'm sorry, that's the psychological side of it, what happens. The physical side of it is that when we feel pain, our brain and our body releases a hormone called cortisol. 
cortisol is the stress hormone. Cortisol makes us instantly go into what's called our sympathetic nervous system. Our sympathetic nervous system, you may know it as fight or flight. Get the hell out of here, put up a fight, do something about it, but let's get out of this pain. That's the physical side of what happens to us when pain shows up. And again, the pain could be anything. And the eating the cake is the sabotage. Now, you've done these things before. You said you were gonna, you were gonna show up at a meeting. You said, I'm gonna be on time. You said, I'm never gonna do that again. I mean, whatever. But then you wound up doing it. Most of the time that happens unconsciously. Most of the time you're never going, oh, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And you do it anyway. Most of the time you go, oh, I did it again. Most of the time it's on the other side of it. Most of the time, especially if it is something that inhibits our nervous system or our thought process, like alcohol or drugs or any, even food is a drug. Because all we're looking to do is to get that cortisol out of our system. Now, remember that point, because that is really the point of what we're looking to do is get the cortisol out of our system. But I'm here to tell you that there are other ways of getting it out of your system. And that's the whole concept of neuroencoding, to program yourself so that you automatically default to your best thoughts, your best reasoning, and your best behavior so that you step up and automatically do something about it without having to put yourself in that. But I will tell you this, you got to do your part. And as I always say on this podcast, it's not just about listening to me or my guest, yak, yak, yak. We always want to give you something that you can do so that you can produce the result that we're talking about. You see, motivation and empowering stories and inspiring examples and metaphors and things like that are great in the moment because they make us feel good. And it goes, it, it releases the antithesis of cortisol, which is called uh, which which w- will be our dopamine, which will be our, uh, what do they call oxytocins and all those things that make us feel good. And in the moment, we feel like we will. We feel like we will. And willpower is a dime a dozen. Everybody has willpower when they're either in pain or they, they are looking forward to something happen. I will do it. But guess what? Because we're human beings, our emotions ebb and flow. Our emotions go up and down. And never mind how, I will say this, because it's a myriad of a bunch of things. It could be the programming that you've had in the past. It could be something that just happened to you now. It could be something somebody just said to you. And sometimes you don't even know where it came from. Our emotions go up and down. And so I can say something to you to get you excited, to get you happy, to get you uh, enthusiastic, to get you empowered and all those things. And that will last only as long until the next thing that comes along that interrupts that pattern and puts you into another state. And unfortunately, this day and age, we are bombarded, bombarded with input that is definitely taking us in another direction. Unless you've been living under a rock, all you got to do is turn on the television, if, especially commercial television. I will tell you something, which is, by the way, part of the reason why I'm having this podcast with you right now. I recently uh, traveled and I hadn't been traveling for, for some time now because of COVID. And I recently traveled and was on the road a bit. And when I'm on the road at night, I'm in a hotel room and in hotel rooms. I'll turn on the television just to see what's happening. And when I tell her, turn on the television, it's commercial television. Now, in my house, 
We don't have commercial television. We have we have it there, but we don't watch it. And what I mean by that, it's either Netflix or or YouTube or something where when this is the this is the difference in what has happened over the years is you can choose what type of entertainment you want to have. And you can not only choose what type of entertainment. I personally like documentaries and, and factual things that, that I, I learned from. And that's not to say that I don't enjoy, you know, an entertaining uh, sitcom or something like that for a movie for a time to time or things like that. But that just happens to be my thing. But none of them have commercials in them. None of them. Matter of fact, even on YouTube, when a commercial comes back I, up, I got a button that says, nope. And I can bypass that commercial. The reason I say that is that commercial television or any commercials that you have are specifically designed to put the fear of God in you, to put you in your sympathetic nervous system. They're designed to make you feel like, if I don't have that, my life is not going to be as good. We may not feel it, but it's inside us right now. Not to mention, if you watch the news, you watch, it doesn't, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that they're, that they're there to keep you guessing, to keep you wondering what's going to happen. Several years ago, I was hired by, I can't tell you the name of the company because I signed a disclosure, a non-disclosure uh, uh, agreement with them, NDA. Um, but I will say this, this was a, uh, an up and coming, and this is maybe 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, an up and coming um, uh, network that is now one of the number one uh, networks. And at the time, they were syndicated. And syndicated means that they actually would buy their programming from other stations. They didn't create their own programming. They would buy their programming from other stations, and then they would air those stations. And that's what it was. It was during the cable days, if you will, or towards the end of the cable days. It was before uh, the internet started streaming and all those things that we have right now. Now, how they make their money is through advertising. An advertiser will pay thousands and thousands of dollars for 30 minutes or 30 seconds of time in between those shows. So they may buy a show like Seinfeld or they may buy a show like uh, Friends or any, anything that you can think of. They may buy it from another station who created that, that, that sitcom or that show. They'll buy it from them for X amount of money. But I promise you, they're making 10 times, 100 times that money on the advertising. And some of you know that I am what's called an ultimate performance specialist. So I've had the privilege of coaching a lot of, of actors and actresses. And a couple in particular, particular that made from a half a million to a million dollars an episode. That means a million dollars a week that they're making on every episode that they did. So the money is there. It's an unbelievably lucrative field. So this company hired me because they were going into the field from going from syndicated to making their own programming and now they are what they're now one of the top programmers and they hired me and they said what we want you to do is we want you to study the mechanics of why these particular shows work and how they influence people to keep on watching because that's all they want you to do is keep on watching as a network once that's what they do if they keep on watching then the then their ratings go up and then, then the ratings spell Oh, an advertiser goes, this person's, this show's got great ratings. I'll give you, you know, X amount of money to do that. So all of that set aside. So as I was studying and I started to study what happened, there were, and there are 12 major ones. I'm only going to talk about a couple of them now, but there's several different, what I call triggers that cause people to do things. One of them you'll understand right away. And that is a cliffhanger. And a cliffhanger is they, you know, we're going to do this, this, this right after this, just this next message. 
They'll build you up to something and all of a sudden they'll go, they'll go away to a message. Now, what happens is the person goes, I want this. Okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? That's pain. That's emotional pain. I don't care if you call it excitement or whatever. It's like that curiosity. I got to have it. I got to have it. And then they go to a commercial, which means that you're sitting there in that state. I got to have it state. And then they show you Pepsi or Coke or whatever it is that they're going to show you. And guess what? While you're in that state, I got to have it state. Guess what happens to you? Yeah, I got to have Pepsi. I got to have all that stuff. This is one. It's an unbelievably short explanation of it. But this is one reason of why, how, why and how advertisement work. What does that mean to you with regard to your self-sabotage? That's what's happening to you all the time, constantly. We're constantly in that, that state of fight or flight, constantly. And so what happens is, while you're in that state and it's time to make a decision, you're double in pain. So guess what your, your system says? I don't care what it is. Let me get out of pain and go eat cake. Let me get out of pain and go, go watch this on Netflix. Let me, go, let me get out of pain. And it does that. That's called self-sabotage. Now, all of that stuff, all of that stuff is going on all the time with you. And so that is why I said in the very beginning, if you go, no, I don't suffer from stuff like that. Listen, you're lying to yourself. That is self-sabotage from yourself because you've got, because awareness is always the first step. And now, so I want to talk to you about, so now we talked about the physiological side of it, what physically happens. We talked about the psychological side of it, what psychologically happens to us, what happens in our brain. And by the way, it's, it, it's, it's, they're linked together. The mind and the body, they say the mind and the body connection. Yeah, yeah I call it, they, people say mind-body connection. <clears throat> so, I'm sorry, they would say mind-body-spirit. I say mind-spirit-body, meaning what we think, however that thought got into our brain, consciously, unconsciously, will make us feel a certain way. That's your spirit, the spirit of what you have in that moment. That's what you feel, which will in turn cause your body to do something, eat the cake or not eat the cake, go to the gym or not go to the gym. And then the result that you get is going to be your, the payoff, if you will. So, I'm, so now I'm going to move very quickly. and We're going to take a break shortly here. I'm going to very quickly, and I'm going to talk about the metaphysical side of it. And then I'm going to talk to you about what to do about it. Now, the meta metaphysical side of it is this. And this is not unicorns and crystals and rainbows and all of that stuff. This is science. And if you don't believe me, you can go look on YouTube and check out Karelian photography and all those things. We are all magnets. Meaning when we want something, we not only want it and our electromagnetic energy grows, but we also cause that which we want, that which we're interested in, we cause its electromagnetic energy to grow. The example that I constantly use is this. When you're sitting in your, and this is just, you just do it. We've all done this. You're sitting in your car and you feel somebody looking at you and you look over and sure enough, they're looking at you or vice versa, you're sitting in your car and you look at somebody else and they feel you looking at them and they catch you. Well, the reason why that happens is because this is all three together, physiologically, uh, uh, psychologically, and metaphysically, these three things happen. Not some of the time, not most of the time, all of the time. When you put your attention and intention on somebody, and by the way, somebody is synonymous with something because we're all made of the same stuff, protons, neutrons, and electrons. 
When you put your attention and your intention, we're going to use a person for now on somebody, these four things happen. Number one, your electromagnetic energy. What electro, what magnetic energy grows? It expands. Go on and look up Karelian photography on, on YouTube. You see it. They got it on video. Your electro, every living thing puts off electromagnetic energy. It puts it off. The second thing that happens, that which or that uh, that whom which you are, are focused on, you put your attention and, and intention on, they feel it. It affects them. It impacts them across the vast expanses. We've all had the experience where we're thinking about somebody and the phone rings and it's them. But they feel it. They don't, they can't go, oh, I feel it in the moment. It's just all of a sudden. And then the third thing that happens is their electrom, it causes their electromagnetic energy to expand. Now, that electro what magnetic energy does what to another magnet? It attracts the other magnet. And then in that moment, that's why you look at each other, boom, you become attracted to each other. You become drawn towards each other inextricably well i shouldn't say inextricably because here's what happens all the time if you're watching me you're seeing what i'm doing and that is what happens as soon as you feel it as soon as you look at that person and you make eye contact we sabotage and we sabotage by looking away and what happens is in that instant the brain goes oh wait a minute they think they think i'm stalking them or wait a minute they think i'm this or the wait a minute what are they judging me whatever that's pain and what does the brain go get the hell out of there and we look away. And as soon as we do, we break that connection. And we actually sabotage and we push that person away. Now, it's happening on both fronts because usually the same per the person does the same thing. But that's what happens. Now, we're going to take a very short break here in a moment. But I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you, especially those, I'll explain it to you if you're listening to me. But those of you that are watching me, I'm going to show you this happening. I'm going to show you how it works. And then I'm going to show you exactly what you can do to change it. So if I were you, this is a cliffhanger by the way, I would hang right close to whatever you're listening to me on and I'll be right back to show you an example, real life example of sabotage. I'll be right back. Hey, what's good? It's me, Joseph McClendon III. And let me get real with you just for a second. Now, you've probably heard me talk about this before, something that I call the thieves of our dreams. Procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, self-doubt, self-loathing, imposter syndrome, and fear of rejection. Well, let me ask you a question. What if you could not only retrain your brain and your nervous system to automatically default to your absolute best thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, but you could also do the same for others that are going through difficult times and challenges in their own lives and things that are stopping them from creating the life of their desires. Well, this is what I call neuroencoding. And at the risk of sounding arrogant, these are the same tools, methods, and strategies in neuroscience that I've used to operate in the upper 5% of all of my own businesses, especially as a coach, a speaker, and a presenter for the last 30 plus years. The Neuroencoding Institute provides you with the knowledge, the tools, and unmatched support to become a certified neuroencoding specialist and guide you to the life of wealthiness. And remember, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. Go to neuroencoding.com to speak to an enrollment specialist today, and I look forward to serving you at the highest level. 
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, before we left, I told you that I was going to give you a demonstration of sabotage working in the real world and how it works. And then I'm going to tell you what you can do about it. Well, first off, let me go back and reiterate the things that we talked about before. Number one, physiologically, what happens to us when something when something uh, shows up that represents any kind of pain, emotional or physical pain, we go in, our brain releases cortisol and our brain says, get the hell out of here. What just happened before? Don't do that again. And we move towards the pleasure. Now, in this case, I talked about, you know, you say tomorrow I'm going to uh, start my diet, but then all of a sudden pain means you're hungry. And then pain, when you think about it, you go, I got to get out of this. And we move towards that. Psychologically, that's what happens. But by the way, the brain is, is the thing that's looking at it. And the brain is always making those rationalizations. The brain, which is the psychological side of you, is going to go, let's do this instead of that, because it takes us out of that pain. If we go, if we procrastinate and we go, I'll do it tomorrow, the brain actually believes it. The brain goes, okay, that feels better. Yes, I'll do it tomorrow. And all of a sudden, we're out of the pain. We're on to eating the cake. Now, lastly, I talked about the metaphysical side of it, and that is that we are, and, and I'm going to start by saying this, I've said this on one of our other episodes, we're all made of the same stuff. Every speck, every, every oxygen molecule, everything that's around is subatomically made of the same stuff. Protons, neutrons, and electrons. Electrons are what make things active. Electrons are what make things uh, ebb and flow, grow and, and shrink and all those things. Electrons are what make magnets happen. If you want to make a magnet, you take a piece of steel or iron and bombard it with what? Electrons, and it makes it more magnetic. And so I talked about us as human beings being magnets to whatever we want. You want if you want cake, then guess what? There's, you're going to go find cake. You're going to go get it. You're going to go make it happen. And, um, and, and cake is going to be available for you somewhere. You'll find it. Now, having said all of that, I'm going to show you an example, and I'll talk you through it if you're listening to me. Now, if you're watching me, you'll see that I have two magnets here, and these two magnets are very, very powerful. You pull them apart, and they will always come together because magnets attract other magnets. That's just the way that it works. But you're also going to see that I have an ink pin here, and this ink pin has a steel clip on it. Now, if you're if you're listening, if you're listening to me, I'm sure I'm having two magnets. I put them close together. I let go of both of them or one of them, and it'll always go towards the other. Now, what it looks like is this one magnet is going towards the other one. But the truth of the matter is, if I let it go, which I'm going to demonstrate here in a second, they will both move towards each other. And that's what you want in it as a human being when you want to make more money. It's not the laws of attraction, by the way. The laws of attraction, they're very real, but they're a 5,000-year-old philosophy with very little mechanics to it. I'm talking about magnetism. By the way, the laws of attraction are one of the 21 immutable laws of magnetism. But magnets are happening. Magnets, when, and how you make a magnet is you bombard it with electrons, and that magnet will stay a magnet forever unless you demagnetize it. Well, human beings... We're made of the same stuff, and we're magnets as well, but our, we don't stay magnets unless we do something about it. Ours ebbs and flows with our emotion. Now, before I said that, I take this ink pen and I put it up next to it, and if I let go of the ink pen, it doesn't go to the magnet. It will drop every time. If I take the ink pen and put it up against it, yeah, it'll do it. 
But have you ever, like I said before, wanted something and then when you wanted it, you went towards it and you did something stupid, like didn't show up for a meeting or you did something that, that you go, why the hell did I do that? Well, that's sabotage. And so I'm going to switch cameras for a second and I'm going to show you something. And so for those of you that are watching me, I have these two magnets on the table in front of me. And if I put these magnets together, I'm going to let go of both of them now. And you'll see, let me put it out here in the, oops, over here. Okay. And you'll see when I let go of both of them, both of them move. Not one of them, both of them move. They're going towards each other at equal speed. Now, remember what I said before, when you want something, just like the person that you're looking at, you're magnetizing that thing as well. That's what's attraction. Now, again, this is the, the metaphysical side of it, but what I want you to get is what's happening on, as if you're watching me, you're seeing it happen. If you're listening to me, when I let go of the magnets, they both move towards each other. But watch this. If I take one of these magnets and I flip it over, watch what happens. It moves it away. It's pushing it away. If you're, if you're not watching me, what's happening is I, I flipped one of the magnets over. I'm on a tabletop here, and it's pushing the magnet away. It's close, uh, no matter how close I get to it, it keeps pushing it away. Said differently, this by flipping this magnet over, I'm sabotaging what is natural. It doesn't matter. Now, by the way, even if I push these magnets together, and watch what happens. I, now, and if you're listening to me, I'm pushing them together. I can force them together. I'm going to let go of both of them at the same time. Watch what happens. They both repel each other. They move away. This is physics, ladies and gentlemen. This is science. And all I got to do is flip it back over, and guess what? They'll go back together. Having said that, here's what that means to you. Here's why I'm showing that to you. Is that how a human being increases their magnetism and keeps that polarity. By the way, that's what it's called, is I reverse the polarity. How a human being increases that magnetism. And, and keeps that polarity. And, and, and before I tell you, I, I want to say, remember what I said, a magnet will stay a magnet forever until you demagnetize it. Human beings, not the case. What makes a human being more magnetic is emotion, focus, and intention. When you put your attention and intention and you feel good about something, then guess what? You increase your magnetism and you increase the magnetism of that thing that you want as well. How do you do that? And this is the part that I promised at the very beginning. If you hang around, I'm going to give you something to do. And if you, not if, but as you do it, it'll change everything. Is you must deliberately and intentionally refocus and get excited about what you want. That's it. Now, you've heard me talk about this before. If you've been on any of these others before, and I shouldn't say any of them, but you've heard me talk about something called a pattern interrupt. And what that means is, is when you're in a pattern of focus on whatever it is, and in most cases, we're unconsciously focusing on something for all the reasons that I said before, television and YouTube and all those things and, and, and all the negativity that's being pumped into us and impacting us all the time. We don't even know that we're in that state. So we're in that pattern constantly. If we interrupt that pattern by standing up or shaking ourselves up or something surprises us or we surprise ourselves or we do something, then three things happen. No, one number, number one, we're no longer in that state. We're no longer in that focus. It breaks that magnetism. It breaks that polarity in that moment. The second thing that happens is it creates what's called a scotoma in the brain, a blank spot in the, in the brain. The third thing that happens is that blank spot acts like a vacuum. And nature always wants to fill up a vacuum. So it's your opportunity to put whatever you want in there. 
whatever you want. And so the operative is this, use your cell phone. Here's your exercise. And I promise you, as you do this, you get better and better. Why? Because of human physics. I talked about this on the last podcast. Anything that a human being does over and over again, they're going to get better and better at. That's the way we work. Practice is what makes us better at what we do. You drive a car, ride a bicycle, drive, you know, do whatever you do, write your name. Talk, walk, everything, because you've done it over and over again. Well, if you do this over and over again, the same thing will happen. And that is this, set your cell phone. Now, I have Siri, and I just tell her, remind me or set an alarm for one hour to snap out of it and focus on what I want and get excited about it. And when that alarm goes off, that's a trigger that interrupts my pattern. I stand up, I put a smile on my face, and I go, oh. Instead of going, I don't want to eat cake, I go, oh. I'm going to get healthy today. I'm going to go and, and make myself healthy. I am going to eat the best food in that moment. Yes, and I pat myself on the back and I praise myself in that moment. Let's go back to the physiological side of why that works. Because the brain is in pain. We're designed to be in pain. Low-level pain, yes, but it is. And even hunger is low-level pain. But as soon as you interrupt that pattern, those three things happen. No longer you're there, even if it's just for a moment, you create that blank spot. And in number three, you create that, that, that vacuum and your brain goes, well, give me something, give me something. And all you got to do is smile. First off, focus on what it is that you want, not what you don't want. And I encourage you to write it down. What you write is what you invite. Focus on what you want and then put a smile on your face and then praise yourself. And then go do what you need to do. Because what will happen, the more you do this, you do it, every, I want you to do this every hour for your, your waking hours. It takes just two seconds, two minutes. You, the, the, the alarm goes off, you go, oh, let me take a deep breath, put a smile on my face. Oh, yes, I'm going to eat healthy today. Oh, yes, I'm going to get this. Yes, I'm going to make that. Yeah, I'm going to focus on that, get excited about it. The magnetism goes up. You draw what you want more into your life. You feel better. Praise yourself. Your body goes, wow, that felt good because it is the antithesis of the cortisol Dopamine happens and the brain rationalizes by going, what just happened before that dopamine release? Oh, I snapped myself out of it. That feels good. Let's do it again. You do this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I tell you. It is not what you want. It is not what you desire. The spoils in life do not go to those who just want and desire. The spoils in life go to those who do something about it. Rehearsal, practice, doing something over and over again. Repetition will make you better at it. Set your alarm, snap yourself out of it in the moment, go, oh, this is what I want. Go that, get excited about it, and then go back to what you're doing. And what my promise to you is, is bit by bit, and the more, the more intense you are about it, you'll get better and better at it. You'll eat less cake, you'll eat more good food, you'll feel better. Use this. Like I said in the very beginning, this is never about just listening to me flap my jaws and tell you some facts. This is about giving you something that you can do so you can go further faster. And lastly, I want to say this. Remember this. Life is always, always exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune, whatever you deem fortune to be, fortune favors the bold. And boldness comes in many ways. Boldness to step up and do something different than the average person. I'm Joseph McClendon III, and this has been the Further Faster Podcast, and I look forward to serving you. I'll see you at the top. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. 
Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.